Welcome back to the comment section. Will Tanay along with Will Sanchez on what has been a pretty slow news week in the world of sports. Uh, obviously the biggest story of the week, Patrick Mahomes getting his outrageous. Some would say well-deserved. Some would say, great, you're playing him. Now what are you going to do with the rest of the team contract? Uh, so we'll get into that. We'll touch on uh, Buster Posey deciding to sit out of the 2020 MLB season. And as a Giants fan, this story just came out about an hour ago that DeAndre Baker, who had – and uh, Quentin Dunbar from the Seattle Seahawks uh, had some issues in the offseason. There was an alleged robbery that they were a part of. Uh, they both say that you know they're innocent, that what came out wasn't really the case, et cetera. And now it just reported that these two guys paid the four victims they robbed 55K to say that this did not happen. So first off the bat, I'm very uh, uneducated about the whole situation. I'm just pretty into it with the headlines of what this situation was as a Giants fan and kind of was just like, at first, what is DeAndre Baker doing? Like, how can you find yourself in that situation? Uh, not realizing the whole time that another NFL player was involved with this. So as a Giants fan and an organization has to say, this is a situation where we might want to, might want to deal with this guy anymore. And he was, a, I think, a first-round pick in 20. 19 I want to say so it's a real tough situation for the Giants to be in it's a tough situation for Baker and Quentin Dunbar to find themselves in it's one of those things as NFL players I don't understand how this happens but um, you know there are lives outside of football so it's just another one of those things where I think we might have to start a weekly segment on the show like is in terms of sports issues and have the bad boys theme song going along with it when we're talking about <laughs> it. So I, just as a Giants fan, I wanted to bring that to light because it just came out and this whole case takes a whole other turn and it'll be hard to see DeAndre Baker play, playing any meaningful football this year as well as uh, Dunbar from Seattle. Yeah, I think they're going to be done, honestly. They showed up not wearing masks and they showed up with a, a third guy, and he was wearing a mask. So these guys, <laughs> I, I don't know what they're thinking. They they were gambling the day or two ago with these guys. They lost their money. You're in the NFL, just make that back up. You know, yeah. you're you're young, you're dumb, um, or even if they were taken advantage of, you're playing in a shady location. You don't have any of your boys or your bodyguards or anything like that. You got to take the L. It's a few, even if, what was it, 50000 said? Yeah, they, well, they paid, allegedly they paid these victims 55000 to say it didn't happen. I don't know if it's 55000 a apiece or if it's you know, 55000 distributed over the four alleged victims. So that part of it I'm not clear on. But this is coming from uh, a Bleacher Report tweet that says a search warrant claims that this all happened. So if it's coming from a search warrant, I would think that there's some truth to it. And that's just my own <clears throat> personal take on, on the situation. But, you know, with all the, the character issues of guys in the NFL and some of these suspensions that some of these guys have had for some of the issues, it's hard to not see these guys getting 
a year ban, a year suspension, or perhaps a, uh, you know, a lifetime ban from the league. I don't know if that's extreme, but it seems like something that would fit uh, what the NFL is trying to do. And hopefully Goodell learned from some of his mistakes in the past. Didn't they show up with weapons? Yeah, I believe they were armed. And there, there were a bunch of people there that recognized them, obviously, because they weren't wearing masks. So in this type of situation, I don't see the NFL really trying to take them back or rehab them as they have done to other people who have served jail time. But who knows? It, it depends what the cops and how the court rules this. I definitely see them being in trouble pretty bad. I'm, I mean, you're just going to rob somebody. Um, it does. I mean, the number one case that comes to mind of a guy who was incarcerated and was able to make a comeback was Vic. And that's a whole other topic of discussion with the dog fighting ring and, and all yeah, that, that completely was... different from this, but it has happened in the NFL before. And it's, it's the old, you know, saying of the NFL is if the guy can play football, he has a spot on the team. So, you know, whether or not that happens with these two guys, it remains to be seen, but uh, it just seems like a boneheaded situation for them to have ended up in. And, you know what? I can't say that their punishment, whatever it is, is going to be unfair. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But to get back to the main story of the week was the Patrick Mahomes extension with the Chiefs. Uh, like I said before, well-deserved. He brought them their first championship in 50 years uh, this past year. MVP uh, 2018, Super Bowl MVP. So the honor uh, uh, that he's <clears> – honors that he's received in the NFL so far – definitely warranted the extension, but the amount then brought a whole different argument as far as what are the chiefs going to do with the rest of the team. So I definitely think number one, it sets the market for all these other quarterbacks that are, are due for extensions. Lamar Jackson, obviously being the top top guy now, um, and he'll have to get to the level that Mahomes has gotten to and win a Super Bowl. So, uh, I think it's a you know, pretty extravagant deal for Mahomes, but he's going to be the face of the NFL. So for the next 10 years, what's your take on that? So here's one thing. Um, it might not change the market as much as people might think it will because he's doing a long-term deal to basically – and going through his entire prime – to put himself in one place, one location with this amazing organization and all the players and coaches and owners that come with it. Dak was looking for a four year deal so that he can get another four year and another four year. So he can just keep trying to eat and get bigger contracts. Deshaun Watson is probably going down that same path and you, you don't want to give Deshaun a long contract because of his ACL injuries. Dak didn't even want the, the five-year deal. So how can you give two of these guys 10-year deals when it, it's not ideal? You know what I mean? So for Lamar, I think the only thing that is stopping him from getting a long-term deal is his lack of playoff success. 
So if he turns out to be more of a Manning where it takes him longer time to be successful in the postseason, even though he's really successful in the regular season, then the Ravens could just do the same like four or five, maybe six-year deal, but I don't see them locking him up for 10 unless he pulls on the homes this season where they make it to the Super Bowl and possibly win it. Then it's like, okay, well, shit. You know, maybe the first two years he just going through growing pains just like Jordan did, just like um, most great players, we think. It, just like Mahomes did. <clears throat> Mahomes, you know, had to lose, I think, well, his his oh, first oh. his first eight. Well, he – yeah, I mean, that. but so the only the point I was making – come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a very questionable call. So, you know, had that not happened, I think Mahomes might have been on, you know, his he, They would have beat the Rams that time. Yeah, he would have been on the second of, of his championship. The Rams so, came out not – prepared offensively it's hard to say that Lamar would get anything close and I'm only taking him because he's the recent regular season MVP because of the performance that he had in the playoffs against the Titans number one seed at home you got to deliver in that divisional round game and you know it might have been nerves which totally understandable uh, but it was his second playoff game I think so he yes you know he knew what the atmosphere was going to be like. I just think that the Ravens as a whole underestimated the Titans in that specific Agreed. game. So, you know, Lamar's got a chance to prove himself again, uh, but I don't think anybody's touching that. Is it 450 for 10? Yes. I mean, I don't think anybody's touching that. And that's. But with um, he's, he still has two years on this current deal, so it locks him in place for 12 years. So, that's, so to that that's point, crazy. I mean, Imagine if Lamar has a pretty similar season where he wins the MVP or misses it by a couple of votes and makes it to the Super Bowl. Maybe you don't pay him 450, but now you got to look up up there because one, he, he for him to get all the way uh, for the MVP, he's interested in learning. Because a lot of times, like, when people break down uh, their weaknesses, they get all uh, butthurt. But Lamar has, has been, oh, I, I, can't, I can't throw. They're just – I'm just going to be a running quarterback. So, in the offseason, he worked on that, and he threw for over 3,000 yards and, what, over 30 touchdowns. So, he's going to be improving, and he's putting in all that hard work and time into it. So, he's – not too far off from Mahomes level if he can, repeats this season. Also, he's what one year behind because Mahomes had that time on the bench with Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So, so I, I mean, it does show you what the next 10 years of the league is going to look like compared to the last, say. 1520 where the face of the NFL let's just say it was Tom Brady since 2001 you can have Peyton thrown in there and a few other guys but Tom Brady essentially is the the face of the NFL he would have killed for a deal like Mahomes got 
but he was always taking the pay cuts every year to make sure that the team had the best available resources to go out and get the best available players that fit what they wanted to do for that year. So I'm not begrudging Mahomes by any means because the NFL football in general, you know, he could get hit on the first play of the game this season and maybe not play the same again. And I don't want to wish that on him at, at all, but it just shows you what a team like Kansas city was willing to offer its star compared to a team like, like new England. I don't know if there's anything philosophical in that to read into any tea leaves there, but well, one thing is Andy. Yeah, I would Andy say he gave um, McNabb a twelve-year deal. Did he really? I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, Andy Reid's making a lot of the executive decisions down there, isn't he? A he decent a, amount. I, w- yeah. I wouldn't say he, he's not doing GM stuff, right? Which is good because I don't think many coach slash GMs are good. No, I don't think- even even Belichick. I mean, they're not drafting well. They're just getting really good free agents right. off the cheap. Like, I mean, they've always done that. And they just acquire as many draft picks as humanly yeah, possible. So, right. So you're taking more, uh, you're throwing more darts on the board, hoping something gets close. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this, like we said before, sets any type of expectation for the rest of these guys. Cause I think Mahomes is a once in a lifetime talent. Agreed, hundred percent. He cannot, you know, you can't match what he's he's gotten paid and some of the things he's done in the NFL so far. Um, but that, to me, I think he's got probably a three, four year window here to really make his career a bona fide Hall of Fame career. And if he does that, I, I'd say that a lot of the Chiefs fans won't worry about, you know, who's going to be the tight end or who's going to be the running back as long as they keep piling up the championships. But to that end, it, it makes it difficult to put the rest of the team together. Now, I don't know what the salary cap is in the NFL. Uh, I don't know what the implications are if you go over it. I'm sure there's some kind of tax involved uh, as far as luxury tax goes. No, I don't think you can go over it at all. You can't, right? So I, I know. So I guess I, I must be confusing that with baseball. So they're going to have to be really diligent with Kelsey and with uh, a lot of these other guys that were integral in the Super Bowl run. So to your point, for the three, four years that you were mentioning – he's not going to be making a lot of money against the cap in those years because as I mentioned earlier, the next two years are his are still part of his rookie deal. Right. So the next two years, he's not getting paid a lot. As far as that, he's just getting those guaranteed checks. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And I think it's the guarantee is, isn't even that much, but uh, over the time, and as the salary salary cap keeps increasing, it's going to get to a point where they're actually making – a lot of uh, analysts are saying this is uh, good for the team. This is a good team deal. So, that yeah, he, they won't be able to sign like a ton of guys, but if they're doing well bringing in veteran free agents kind of on the cheap and they're doing very well in – free agency obviously they're going to keep Travis Kelsey because he's a I don't want to say I mean I want to say a once in a lifetime but for me him Gronk Kittle 
Ertz, and then everybody else is behind as far as the modern players, you know. For sure. I mean, uh, even even if you go bring some of the old school back, so, okay, add Antonio Gates and Gonzalez. How yeah. many others are there? There's a ton of good tight end talent right now that I've – we haven't seen in a long – I guess, what, since the 90s? Uh, like yeah, tight probably. Ends, tight ends kind of, like, died off a little bit. Most of them have been, you know, blocking. But then you look at uh, Gonzo and you look at Gates, they block – and then they catch touchdown. So, yeah, that's. I think you're right. The '90s. I don't remember too many tight ends from that era. Mostly the guys from the Cowboys and the 49ers. I want to say just because they were always in the mix for the the Super Bowls. Uh, I think in the early 2000s, with the two guys you just mentioned, Gates and Gonzalez, is when the position really became a focal point of an offense and then Gronk and then the guys you just mentioned, Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, those guys really redefined Gronk. You know, I might've mentioned him already. <laughs> so I'll have to um, edit that out. But the interesting thing is now, okay, he's locked into the old deal for two years and then the next a year after that, the new the new deal kicks in. So, by 2031, the the real question is: He can always he still, renegotiate. Yeah, I, I guess that was going to be my my point. If he realized there was a a lull in the the Chiefs' success, what have mm-hmm. you, I could see him doing that. He just seems to be the kind of guy that would try to do the right thing for the team because. Ultimately, when it's all said and done, his legacy is going to be the one that is talked about the most. And I think that would, you know, I don't want to rush his career because he's still got plenty of time left. And, you know, he's an amazing player to watch. But the things we talk about now with Brady and Manning and uh, Favre to a certain extent, you know, all these Hall of Famers, the things you got to think about when you're talking about a deal like this because it it has a quote-unquote end point. So those naturally the things you just start – wondering about and I think he would be the kind of guy to do that much like I mentioned before with Brady yeah I think so because one thing Terry Bradshaw said a couple days ago is when people come up to him and they ask about his career they always about ask about his rings they don't ask oh how much money did you make back then how many passing yards did you throw for how many touchdowns did you have you know and at the end of the day Honestly, the only people – I mean, when you – because Peyton, so many of his records have been destroyed already, when we talk about Peyton, we're going to be talking about, okay, he, he won a Super Bowl with two different teams and went uh, – you know, two losses with those teams as well. And he was amazing. He was great in his time. You remember him doing his uh, play calls and, and all the different – you know, words that he made popular, like Omaha, like guys like me and you on the East coast are never thinking about Omaha ever, or never going to say that word. And then we're like, Oh, Omaha, man, that's cool. (laughs) Um, But when it comes to Brady, it's going to be rings and some of the records, depending if they're still around, but let's say, let's say breeze 
takes over all of Brady's records, then when we talk about Breeze, it'll be about his one ring and him holding all the records. And then when we talk about Brady, it's only going to be the Super Bowl wins. So for Mahomes, it's going to be in a similar situation. It's not going to be, you know, 15 years from now, we're not going to be like, oh, remember when Mahomes made 40-something million? Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we forget that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. do you remember how much Eli was making the year you guys no. won the first Super Bowl? No, I, it, I know he was on his rookie deal. That's all I know. <laughs> it, it only matters in the moment. And probably the next year or two, depending on how, you know, how long they signed a contract. So for Zeke, it matters because it's like, okay, well, his rookie year, he tore it up. And then every year since his numbers have gone down. So he got that extension after trying to sit out, you know, all the mini camp and preseasons, all that. Then he got paid and then he came out and only averaged what, like 85 yards a game last year. So it's like, that's when it's current in our mind, how much a player makes. Right. I I agree with, uh, that thought process to uh, to an extent. The only guy who's really stuck out in my head, even though he's he won a championship, was a totally different sport. But it was Alex Rodriguez with the original two fifty two. Yeah, the original ten year two fifty two, and then because he had the chain, man. Yeah, because <laughs> he had. And the, he was using uh, the hundred dollar bills as napkins. Yeah, man, that's the only deal like that is for like a great player. Even though he won one World Series. I think just because it was such a historical deal at the time, his his deal keeps, I agree. Yeah, keeps yeah. Uh, in the forefront. And he was too. It's easy. Yeah, it, it's uh, it flies. You know, rolls off the tongue really easy. But um, even during that time, I remember you know being a fan of baseball and a fan of his in particular, just because I thought he was a great player. Uh, his Yankee, because we didn't know about the signs yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Who, <laughs> But, you know, even for him after the fact, it was like he still had to go out there. And I think the year he was accused of doing the steroids and he admitted to it or, or whatever that happened, whatever happened with that press conference was the year that they ended up winning the World Series. So, you know, I don't know if he still had to go out and do it, but his deal was kind of the one that was like, wow, does this guy really deserve this amount of money? Like what exactly are you paying for it? A-Rod definitely deserved every penny of that. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's just, the well, when, when he was at like, like when he went up to 30, I think he was still about that. And then his last couple of years. Well, yeah. Right. It was just like, ah, he's, yeah. he's done. Yeah. The well, year he d- didn't suspended. he have to sit out like a whole year? He got suspended oh. for a year. Yeah. That, that takes momentum out of you. Right. Right. If it was but, a, I don't know if it was like mid season, they're like, all right, the rest of the season you're done. I could see somebody coming back kind of like a Jordan thing. Cause you have right. an off season, but when you have to take a whole year off and not do anything else, yeah. Tough to come back. Yeah. Speaking of, um, a rod. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is JLo. the JLo <laughs> for a reason related <laughs> to my baseball team. So they were part of the initial round of bidding for the Mets who are for sale. Uh, the Wilpons, the current owners are looking for offers. Uh, this is the second time this year that this has come out. So they originally had a buyer in February and then that fell apart. Steve Cohen 
Uh, I think they value the team at $2 billion and change uh, with their network. It's probably 4 billion total somewhere around there from some of the numbers I've seen. Uh, and once that first deal fell apart, A-Rod and J-Lo became a rumored party to have an interest in buying it. So they were getting a group together to try to put a bid together. One of the reports said that their bid was 1.7 billion and the original, uh, offer that was made back in February by Steve Cohen was around, like I said, 2 billion for the team. And he's in the, into the bidding right now as well. So I don't know if A-Rod and Jayla were going to make it out of the first round, but aside from that, my point for bringing that up is any athlete that currently has any type of negative image going on, just work with A-Rod to get your image rehab because I don't think anybody is as <laughs> favorably looked upon right now in a, as a media personality than A-Rod. You can say what you want about his baseball career and his steroid use and, and all and that his stuff. love, his weird love for Jeter. And, and his weird love for even himself from some of those pictures back in the day. Uh, but it, he's, you know, all over the place. He's on Fox with the postseason. He's on ESPN. He's, he's a different baseball. man. He is. And it really, like I said before, makes me appreciate that we got to see him play in his prime, even though he was wearing the pinstripes for a majority of his career when he was with Seattle. I mean, I think that was probably everybody's favorite uh, American League team if you weren't a Yankee fan because it had Griffey, it had A-Rod, it had Randy Johnson. That was a team you wanted to see win, and they just never got it done. But you know, seeing A-Rod all, all over the place now, it's like you know maybe 11 years ago, this guy was public enemy number one in – the baseball world at least just because of his quote unquote tarnished image. Well, one thing he didn't come out of MLB and right away went into an analyst job. He kind of like laid low, waited for his time and was like, boom, got in there. And when, when it's, as soon as he got in there, I was like, ah, fucking a rod. And then he started talking and it was like, all right, well, whatever. And, and you're right. You know, um, something, somebody similar, but he did it faster, and people fell in love with him immediately. He was uh, Tony Romo. And I was – I want to say that season I was deployed, and I was like, oh, I don't want to hear this guy. And then I, I was just listening to him, and I'm like, wow. Okay, Tony, you're my dude now. I want to listen to you all the time, uh, except Sunday night. I, like, I know a lot of people hate him, but I like Chris Collinsworth. I like oh, the yeah. duo, but I mean, I, I hate Joe Buck. He's better at baseball and he's not great at baseball. He just has that voice mm -hmm. thanks to his dad, which got him the job. I really don't, who else is good in the NFL? Um, what other announcers? There's a couple of guys on, I mean, as a strict color commentator, uh, I would say, Aikman's not terrible. Some he's of the times terrible. he, when he's not paired with Buck, he shines a little bit more. Um, I can't even remember who else is on CBS. Like it's, it's been so long since I've watched a football game. So I can't remember, but Romo is the perfect comparison to a rod. And the fact that you know, when Romo's talking and he can tell you what play is happening and it happens like, in the AFC championship with the Patriots and the chiefs a couple of years ago, you're like, wow, this guy was a much better 
had a much better mind for the game than I ever gave him credit for. And that's the same way I felt about a rod when he's on, you know, Sunday night baseball or Fox baseball doing his thing Mm -hmm. on those shows. So it does show you that these guys think about the game in a way that, you know, normal guys like you and I really couldn't unless they tell it to us. So it it should be known that those guys deserve their, their props for the, the careers that they've had. So uh, what actually will get me upset is if, I know because they usually play Romo at the four o'clock game. And if it's not him, I'm upset. If it's the other CBS crew, because, uh, you know, depending on your location, they'll show X game. Oh, right. So I won't have to worry about that anymore now that I'm getting the NFL game pass. I can watch whoever Mm -hmm. I want, whenever I want. Shameless plug. I'm a grown man. (laughs) I'm a grown man. No one's going to tell me which game I can watch. So I watch the birds and then I'll watch, you know, I'll watch Romo. So another thing back to the Aikman part is it would be better to watch Aikman if he announced games that weren't the Cowboys because he just has such a Cowboy love. Oh, it does. I can't stand it. It's just yeah. too much. Like, bro, I get it. You were amazing and won them Super Bowls, <laughs> but now you're an analyst and just, just call it like it is. Tired of you, like, he could, knocking on their strap. He could say that uh, that was a nice first down run by Zeke, and fans like you and I, all we hear is that was the greatest first down run in the history of NFL <laughs> football. <laughs> it's just the way it is with the Cowboys. And uh, But Aikman was a, a guy that probably when he first started that, people didn't really you know expect a lot out of him. And now here he is, I, I want to say maybe 17 years later, He's on the the same thing with Romo. He's on the four o'clock Fox game, the na- the national game, quote unquote. So it's America's game. America's game of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, what is not America's game, this just came through the wire as well about forty five minutes ago. The NHL's plan to return has officially been approved by the NHLPA and the NHL owners, and I have the critical dates here uh, from the NHL Twitter page. So July 13th, which is three days, the training camps reopen. They're going to have the hub cities. Uh, I'm not sure what those are. They're going to have a couple of warm-up games. And then I think they jump right into the playoffs like we had mentioned. So the Flyers are going to start off playing the Devils as a warm-up? No, I think the Devils might just be out of it. I don't know if they're doing – Teams that didn't make the playoffs in the exhibition games, or if it's going to be playoff teams. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really pay attention to their format because we were too worried about the NBA bubble. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, you're right. It, originally, because they were the first to come out and say, "Hey, we're going to do only a certain amount of teams." I thought it was like 16, maybe. Yeah, it was originally. I I think it was uh, 16, the top eight in each conference. I would say. Uh, and now they've got the first round of the playoffs beginning on August 11th. The conference Damn, finals. Yeah. The conference finals on September 8th, Stanley cup final on September 22nd. And then the last possible day, if there's a game seven, October 4th. So uh, the third of <sighs> the, the last thing. possible game could be the, what, what we're used to the first game of the season being. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, That's- it gives you a whole nother discussion of, especially now with the NBA, 
these. When do you come back? When do you come back? I know the NBA has always wanted to shoot for a Christmas Christmas. day launch. So this makes that a lot easier, but the NHL, I mean, maybe this is how the NHL kind of gets re-released back into the mainstream of, uh, of the, uh, big four sports, you know, maybe they launch on so, or New Year's day. Cause New Year's day seems to be their thing. Right. Oh yeah. I don't think. So the problem with the NBA doing it on Christmas, I, I get millions and millions of people watch it, but for me, it's about family and hanging out. And if I catch a game, I catch a game. I'm not really into right. it, but when the NHL does the New Year's game, we're hung over and we're sitting down on the couch. Like what else do we have to do than watch outdoor hockey? And it's awesome. Right. I think they, that's the best thing that they have outside of the playoffs. Right. But moving forward, I think it would be better for the NBA to start sometime in December, their seasons. I can't say the same for the NHL just because there's so many teams that are, are in warm areas and we've had problems in early June where you go somewhere like um, Anaheim, L.A., Tampa, and the ice is just melting. And that's – I mean, that's not – you can't equate that to a football game where it's like, oh, it's a snow game, just go through it. Like, no, the ice is melting. Right. The quality of the game. The quality of the game wouldn't be You can't just go through puddles. Yeah. No, it should be – it'll be interesting to see how they redo this because – where are they going to make up the money for, let's say there are 66 game seasons for each sports. There are 16 games that need to be made up. So it'll be probably a, a labor of love for the owners to make up that extra money. I'm sure. And that'd be weird and interesting, but if the NBA does move to December, that actually helps the NHL out so that they can have a couple month head start. So yeah. that the average fan, the average sports fan, this is all they have to worry about. NFL, college football, NHL. Now you can watch NHL. Because not- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you can play NHL. And then, you know, the, the other football will take Thursday through Sunday. To, to that point, so the – finals of the Stanley Cup will be October 4th. Uh, I'm not sure when the NBA finals are slated to be, but all in this two-week time frame, you're going to get you're going to be in the middle of the NFL season, the college football season, depending on how many college football teams play. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a thing too. Which is a whole other, other mess, but you know, the NBA finals uh, so and then possibly the you know playoffs of baseball starting so World Series there's some semblance of it's literally going to be the craziest <laughs> playoff month ever yeah of and, all time and the uh, one of the things that the the Mets said they were going to do is like I said a couple months ago try to put some like fake fans in the stands like try to CGI them in like in the old Madden football games they're going to put like cut out cardboard uh, right. of fans in the stands there at city field. So I don't know if they're going to be behind the plate when they do the, uh, the normal view of the pitcher and the batter, but you know, leave I think it to that's the Mets cool, to do cool that. and funny, but at the same time they don't have a dome. So 
all it takes is one day of rain and <laughs> yeah, I know. all those cardboards are gone. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they don't leave them out overnight accidentally. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm getting to a point now where you know, all these sports have their plans to come back. The NBA players are at the bubble now. They're doing all their training camps to get back into shape. My only hope now is I keep my fingers crossed that you know, these guys are able to get tested. They stay safe. And if there's any type of positive test or any type of, uh, you know, outbreak in these areas that the right decisions are made for the players themselves, but then also the other guys, I mean, it would, I would hate for all the leagues to go through all these steps to try to bring the sports back to finish these seasons. But, you know, obviously there's a, an unknown out there. So we keep our fingers crossed that everything works out for the best. And based on what the NBA uh, reports are, it seems like they're doing a pretty good job. So one thing that's going to help the NHL and is going to make them happy is to that point, because the NBA is going to their own bubble, all the other stadiums are empty. So the hockey players don't have to worry about concerts. They don't have to worry about sharing with the NBA. Because, uh, you know, big teams like, you know, you have Philly and other teams like Boston where one night you have ice and the next night you have hardwood. So they don't have to worry about that and they can create their own mini bubble inside their own stadium. The only thing is you'd have to really be on the staff and the extra, you know, people. It's it's easier for the athletes because they're doing it and they're making the money and, and they want to – do all this and come out of COVID. But I think it's going to, you really got to focus on the the little guy. That's just like, Oh, I'm just cleaning the bathrooms. Well, yeah. if you're not following all the, all the rules and regs, then you're like, bro, you're, you're blowing this up. <laughs> that's a good point. It <laughs> only, for all of us. It only takes one guy. I forget to clean one of the, the faucet handles in these locker rooms for all this to go to shit. So, uh, I'm hoping that, like I said, it, it all kind of works out and there's minimal issues for these guys. And uh, one guy who is not partaking in the MLB season is Buster Posey. And from some of the reports I saw, it was basically because him and his wife adopted uh, some newborn twins. So he obviously didn't want to probably be away from them at the start of all this, but also because uh, infants are so, I guess, more uh, susceptible. How long ago did they get them? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Here's the thing that like more power to him. And I don't know the whole story. I know adopting takes a very, very long time. And let's say he got them from China. It could take years. Yeah. But this is very bad timing because you didn't even have not many people even showed up for training camp before spring training. Right. So I don't, I don't know when he got these kids or I don't know. It's yeah. just a weird situation. Like, oh, just, like, yeah. I'm just, I'm looking at it now. So the, they were born prematurely. Um, they recently adopted. So I'm guessing that they had, you know, every, the, the mother where they already had selected, uh, Buster Posey and his wife to adopt these twins. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing that the premature birth probably p- played a factor into it. 
Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I know 10 years ago, he was probably the best catcher in the game. Uh, I don't really watch much of the Giants, so I can't say uh, he's still that. Same. Yeah, I don't know his numbers. He's still the, the linchpin of that team. But uh, I def- definitely think it gives other athletes, had they had any type of concern, uh, a little bit of a support to make maybe in the coming days of, you know, you know some guys want to say, you know what, I don't feel safe this reason or that reason. And they decide to sit out. Then that's, you know, up to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not banging on him or anything. He batted uh two fifty seven last year, 38 RBI. I think, he, I don't know if he was his hurt numbers are down. last year, but I mean, it's not like if, if, even San Fran was a contending team. This would probably be more of a story. I think the fact that they you know, had a pretty mediocre season last year. Uh, he, probably, he had 405 at-bats. That's a good amount. So he had probably, I'd say maybe half of us. How many games did he play? Seven, seven home runs, 38 RBI, 114 games. Okay. So I guess for a catcher, those are numbers that – you're going to expect. I just remember his early days. He was probably in the. Oh yeah. He was a monster. 308, 284, 336, 294, 311, 318, 288, 320. So two years ago, he was still crushing it. Last year it dipped a little bit, not too bad. 284, 284 solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Especially for a catcher. I think that's, yeah, he's probably going to be a uh, hall of famer when all said and done for him. So, you know, props to him for making the call that, that he made. Uh, so the 60 game season four baseball though, to me, I think it helps a team like the, the Mets because over the last, I want to say three seasons, their first two months of the seasons have been, pretty solid and they've been over 500 and then once the month of june hits that's when (laughs) they start falling apart and start going on a a 15 and 9 stretch for a month of june so i'm excited to see what the shortened season brings for not only a team like that but could you imagine if the astros come out and pull this off <laughs> how well, they, they lost uh, Garrett Cole. Yeah, they lost Cole. I think they, that's huge. Yeah, I don't know who else is on their staff besides Verlander and him. I don't think it was anybody uh, with that type of stuff. But you know, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, that they'll have people that didn't forget what what they've been accused of and what some of the things have been proven to them. It'll be hilarious though if they decide to go on a. 50 and 10 stretch and win the world series. <laughs> it better not happen. Nah, it's going to be, you can't predict this at all. Like you, the Baltimore Orioles, I don't think would be a good team, but over 60 games, like, you know, baseball seasons are long and you know, you can have a 30 and 30 team sneaking into the playoffs and then just start pitching great and just start hitting everything and, you could wind up with something like that. So, uh, like I said before, I'm excited that all these sports are kind of warming up now. And in 
13 days, baseball will be back. And then the week after that, the NBA will be back. So we got a, it's it's right around the corner. It's slow now, but we got a lot to look forward to. All right, buddy. Thanks for your time. We'll be back soon with the comment section. Take care.